From Shittown, this is Brian Reed. Before I met up with Don personally, I walked around town for a while just taking in the scenery. It's quiet. The roads are covered with dust. Many of the homes are old and there's barely any service. No Wi-Fi in 2017? I see why John called it a shit town. I brought my recorder along the way in case I met anyone who would give me a little more insight on who John was and just the type of person I drove all the way to Alabama for. Skylar told me she only knew John through her cousin Tyler, who had uh, apparently had a father-son relationship with. She expressed that she really didn't know John too well, as he kept to himself a lot, but there was one thing she did know. John McLemore is as rich as they come. Don't let that small house fool you. I know that John inherited shit tons of money when his pappy died, God rest his soul. He's got gold and cash buried somewhere in that big old maze garden he's got out back there. Mm. It's just that John, you know, he's a simple man. He doesn't really bother people much, and people don't too much bother him. People used to go and see his maze, but they stopped going, and he doesn't work. So you tell me how he's paying to keep it all updated and stuff. How do you know there's gold? Well, John was always fond of gold. I think it's his pappy's thing, and it might have just rubbed off on him. When John first started hanging with Tyler at the tattoo shop, he went and got his nipples pierced. I'm sorry, what? His nipples? Yes, his nipples. And Tyler and Jack and everybody said that instead of silver jewelry that they give you, you know, the standard jewelry for piercings, they said that John pulled out two tiny solid gold nipple piercings to use instead. <sighs> Wow. Yeah, the whole town was going silly like John McLemore and the gold nipple rings. You know, Tyler told me that they couldn't find him after some time, though. When John needed a couple bucks to pay for some equipment or something, Tyler would ask why he wouldn't just sell the gold, and he'd ignore him and brush him off. But yeah, but yeah that's what the two of them are right now. You probably could go catch him if you leave now. After speaking with Skylar and receiving the fresh and devastating news about John's suicide, I received an email. Still in shock. I want to start it as necessary so that I could come back and read it later. That was until I saw that the preview subject stated, Help, John, help! Immediately, I opened the email with a sense of confusion. Is there a way Skylar got it wrong? Or could somebody be playing a sick stunt? Upon opening the email, I saw that it was empty. No body paragraphs, no links, not even a returning email, just a phone number. For days, this number was just sitting on my dial pad, waiting to be called like a teen girl after her first date. Anxious and admittedly a little scared, I decided to reach out. Hello? A small voice with a broad southern accent. Not at all what I was expecting. The discreetness of the email created a different, more aggressive tone. But the one I'm hearing isn't aggressive at all. Yes, my name is Brian Reed and I was contacted. Who are you with? Um, no one at all. However, I am recording. John reached out to me about... I know already. This unknown young lady calling soon introduces herself as someone close to John, or, in her words, the closest thing to him. When I asked her for her name, she told me that she didn't want to use her government name, if I'm recording, and just refer to her as JT. When I asked her how she knew John or how she related to him, she responded by saying that they were just close. I decided not to press the question anymore because I could hear her growing impatient. John gave me this map a long time ago and told me not to pull it out until he passed away. 